Welcome to the Onyx Flamingo podcast, and I am your fearless leader, Autumn. This podcast is about women having discussions about the difficult issues that we face, not just for ourselves, but with our families, our friends, and within our communities. So if you're into making an impact and having a positive perspective, then join us. And if this is your first time here, welcome. If not, you know we love you. I hope that you enjoy this next episode. And if you do, give us a like and drop your comments. Peace. Hey, you guys. This is the Onyx Flamingo. Some of you know me as Autumn. And uh, you know this is a place for women. We talk about womanhood, sisterhood, motherhood, all the hoods, but we are really a place to empower and inspire healing and self-care and growth in women. I call this the new village, right? But, you know, flamingos like beaches, so I feel like that's a way better village than, like, I don't know, Indiana. Anyway, today I just have a really short podcast for you. I hear, you know, you guys, the the buzzword self-care has really took off in 2019. I don't really know if it became a thing in 2020 because we had the time for self-care. Well, some of us did. Um, Or what? You know what? I'm, first of all, I'm really tired of people telling single mothers that all they need is a little self-care. Or even working mothers. Like, shit, what am I talking about, working mothers? I mean, single mothers... I think I had more time when I was a single mother than, like, you know, having the whole family. Because, I mean, we can be honest here, right? They're like having an extra child most of the time. If you have one of those amazing, perfect, like, husbands that, like, thinks about things ahead of time and doesn't need you to tell him where his keys are and, like, picks up his stuff. You know, just, like, if you have one of those amazing husbands, like, girl, high five, dap it up, like, no cap here, okay? Listen. We adore you that you found you one. The rest of us. Yeah. They're great, right? Mamas, wives, sissies. They're great. But, you know, anyway. I don't. It doesn't even need to be said. So if you are a woman, you're probably, and you have uh, kids. I'm not going to say this because I think just being in a relationship, you probably have some time for yourself. So, But just keep listening because there's some really cool, like, just things that I never really thought about in terms of self-care, but especially if you are a single mother with kids or you are a working mom with kids or you are a stay-at-home mom with kids and you are just sick of kids, you're sick of saying kids, you're sick of hearing kids, you're sick of feeding kids, like they want dinner every night. Every night you have to fix some dinner. Like, don't you have somebody else to ask for dinner? No, just you. Just the walking uterus. That's great. So I'm going to give you some self-care things that you can do. These I didn't even think about some of these. Is we make self-care this broad kind of topic. Like, oh, you know, you just need some self-care. Well, I don't have time for a mani-pedi, right? And that's what everybody thinks self-care is. Like, go go take a, you know, go, go do some, I don't know, some sage burning or whatever it is that you witches do who scream about self-care. Okay, but self-care isn't just a, like, it can't be a fad. It can't just be about getting your nails done or getting a facial because that is 
not an option for a lot of people. And taking care of yourself cannot be a luxury of those of us who have more money to spend. You know, being able to keep yourself balanced and spend some time focusing on your own mental, emotional, physical, spiritual self cannot be a privilege of the middle class and above. It it just can't. And the reason that it can't is because the kids who live in poverty need the same things that the kids who live in upper middle class need. Just because a child's born in poverty, it doesn't mean that their brains are different. It doesn't mean that their development is different. It doesn't mean that they don't still need a mother who is balanced and taken care of and has put fuel in her tank so that she has something to give to others. I believe in the saying that, you know, whatever's in your cup is what spills out. And preferably that cup is so full that what's spilling out of it is joy and happiness and peace and tolerance and kindness. But when you have women who are just so worked to the bone and so exhausted by the mental load of being a mother, by the emotional investment that you make into your children, into your relationships, into your work relationships, um, it is exhausting. And then you work 40 or more hours a week, you cook, you clean, you grocery shop, you run the kids around dentist appointments and physicals and sporting events and choir rehearsals and ballet performances and tennis meets. When you add all of these things together while we're still trying to be the heart of our home, we're still trying to be the heart for our kids. We're still trying to be the nurturer and the director and the guidance. Um, When you look at it that way, self-care becomes not just a privilege but a necessity because your kids are going to be working in the same company with kids that are in poverty who have not had a mother who was maybe emotionally stable because she's working two jobs and taking care of two kids on her own and with no help and um, all of the stress of all of that responsibility that normally two people can barely handle is on her tiny little shoulders all her own and um On top of it, let's consider that it's a black woman who has socioeconomic hurdles. She makes way less money than any other race. Her kids are more targeted um, for behavioral problems in school versus being seen as maybe having learning disabilities or emotional disabilities. If she has kids that are teenagers, especially boys, she's got the fear and the anxiety of just the fact that they are black men. Um, If she has daughters, she's got to worry about them being snatched and trafficked. And there's a fine line between keeping your children safe and knowing where they are and really violating their ability to trust themselves to the point that it cripples them. It's a lot. And I think that those of us who are into people homes, you know, where both parents are in the home with the kids, I think we really are privileged and we don't recognize it. And we take that privilege for granted when we create policies like you can't take kids into grocery stores. 
you know, we forget that some people don't have anybody. They don't have a single soul and they don't have the money to pay a babysitter and they don't have the money to, you know, they can't leave their kids in the car. They'll go to jail for that too. And so I just want to point out that sometimes our privilege makes us blind to the experiences and the obstacles of other people. And so when people say, you know, self-care, don't just think manicures and pedicures, okay? Because I'm going to give you six other areas that we break down self-care into. The first one is physical. So there's a physical aspect that you can take care of yourself, obviously. Eating healthy and having a healthy diet so that you don't feel like crap is one of those ways. And I'm saying this not as in it doesn't have to be an everyday thing. Like I understand as a mom, especially as a single mom or a working mom with kids that are busy, um, or even a stay-at-home mom and like the dad works a lot or the kids are really busy. Like it doesn't matter what your situation is. I'm saying if you can just... Maybe on the times when you're not feeling so great, when you're feeling fatigued or you're feeling, you know, brain fog, um, throw in a healthy meal and get your kids involved. Talk to your kids about self-care and talk to your kids about really listening to their body. Like, okay, we've eaten out the last three days. We've all had a lot of sugar and a lot of unhealthy fats. I know I feel really crappy. How about you? Your kids are probably going to be like, yeah, I feel a little tired or they're going to tell you they feel fine, whatever. Um... Talk to them about what self-care is. You know, like sometimes your body will give you signals that it needs some, it needs some healthy food and it's okay to take a day or two and eat a salad or do some meatless meals or, you know, go to the grocery store and pick up a day or two of produce and have some fresh fruit in the house. And I know if you are on a strict budget, produce is really expensive, but just go in and grab, you know, a piece or two for everybody, whatever's on sale. You know, you can usually find those cut up containers where they've been there for a day and they need to be sold and for on sale for cheap. Um, and it, it doesn't have to be your entire diet, but just take a day, take a day, mark it on your calendar, tell your kids, this is our self-care day. Maybe it's Sundays, maybe it's whatever day you have off and say, we're all, we're going to eat healthy this day. We're going to do meditation. We're all going to do yoga. We're all going to read a book. We're going to we're going to take naps, whatever it is that you feel like you can incorporate, even if it's just one day, because not only are you getting some self-care time for yourself, but you can teach your kids to learn to focus on themselves, which then gives you some time to focus on yourself. What we do is we forget to pass these things down that we know we should be doing. We forget to pass them down to our kids. And, um, we then affect the next generation because then you create another generation of women who feel like they have to work themselves to death and that's what being a mother and a wife is. So eating healthy, yoga, going to the gym, going on a bike ride, swimming, all that is a way to physically connect with yourself. So when they say self-care, I really want you to start thinking of the word of connection with yourself in this area. So we've got physical connection. You're going to listen to your body. You might need some activity. You might need a walk. You might need some fresh air. You might need some fruit and vegetables. Um, The second way is emotional. And for me, I do a lot of journaling if I have a lot of emotion that I need to identify. 
part of being part of the things that I did not learn as a child was to identify how I feel. So it really takes a lot for me to sit down and like think about what happened and really identify like what happened in my body, what were my thoughts, what was I feeling. Um, and so journaling, meditation is a way for you to have emotional self-care because you can really focus on nothing or you can focus on something positive that you're really wanting to attract into your life. Um, and you guys, therapy is self-care. I know it's an hour, but if you have a coach that you work with or you take an hour to have a conversation with a friend about your emotional well-being or about what things are going on, um, you know, therapy with a, with, a, with a licensed therapist or a clinical psychologist, those, that's self-care. That is self-care. So the next thing that you can work on is spiritual. And this is obviously very personal. Um, you can be involved in charities, any kind of charity, because spiritual is about giving back, paying it forward, really connecting with yourself, gratitude and appreciation, forgiveness. And so doing a charity really kind of will humble you and bring you back down to, you know, just finding a place of gratitude. Um, going out in nature, you know, nature for me always kind of just brings me back down to scale and reminds me that my problems aren't that big um, and it really just helps balance me out. You can read spiritual books or religious books that align with your beliefs, just something that's going to inspire you to kind of be better and move forward. Um, another, another type is intellectual, which I love. I do a lot of intellectual self-care. I did not even realize it, that this was a thing, but I love to watch documentaries. So if I'm learning anything, it makes me feel very connected. It makes me feel very excited. Um, so watching documentaries, reading fiction or nonfiction, just learning about new things, even learning a new language are always, and you can learn a new language on apps. You can wait till your kids go to bed or you can give your kids and say, listen, from six to seven is my time. Don't knock on my door unless somebody is bleeding, choking, on fire. Um, and you can just listen to a podcast. You can listen to an Audible, a book online. You can read a book online, like whatever you want, but um, just something that will stimulate you intellectually. There is social self-care, which if you are probably a single mom, you probably are desperate need of, or a stay-at-home mom, let's just top, the top of the list for needing social self-care is probably stay-at-home moms with several littles, because we know we don't trust people with our kids very often, especially when they're little and they can't talk, or you have fairly new babies, or you have a kid that has um, a neurodiversity or a disability or um, something that requires, you know, kind of hands-on care. So if you are in need of some social self-care, you need to remember that connecting with people is really important. It could be a networking event, and I don't mean like work, I mean, but you know, one of those groups that's like for moms or for working mothers or stay-at-home moms, or if you're into, you know, pet rescuing, um, you can plan a girl's night out. Obviously, girlfriends are God's blessings to women. I could not... I could not do my life without my best friends. Um, or you could even plan like something special for the family. 
Um, you know, like plan a camping night in the backyard since, you know, if you don't feel comfortable going places or um, something that doesn't have, cost a lot of money, you could go to Dollar Tree and get everybody their own candy and plan a movie night with the kids. Um, just something that's more intentional and where everybody is together and happy and it makes you feel more balanced and just like you're not, there's no guilt involved. There's no like, oh, I'm my kids are watching TV and I'm with them, but you know, I'm on my phone. You just really want to be present and connected in that moment, whatever you're doing. And the last one that I didn't really think about is sensory. And so sensory self-care. Um, if you talk on the phone a lot for work, you probably could use just silence. Listen to that silence. If you have little kids who are home and they make a lot of noise, um, you you could probably use some silence or some, you know, just some of the meditation. Um, I love listening to rain or ocean sounds. I also listen to certain megahertz, which affect your brain in different ways. They can elevate your mood or they can calm you down and put you to sleep. They can help you focus. They can help you get rid of anxiety. And so burning candles or incense, listening to music, um, even getting a massage, like a reflexology massage or a massage just on your hands, or even if you are a sensory kind of based person, the touch of the massage can be really connecting, allows you to connect with your body um, and allows you to really get grounded in your self-care. Uh, massage can obviously be physical as well, but physical is kind of more you being active and sensory is really you feeling so hearing, tasting, if you have like a favorite um, coffee or favorite food, um, seeing, you know, uh, if you have the opportunity to go sit like maybe at an ocean or a lake and if that's your thing and you're, you like peace um, around water, which is my thing. I could sit on any large body of water and I am immediately at peace. So when people say self-care to you, we tend to have a very limited just options in our self-care box and I really hope that this helps you kind of open your eyes to some other areas that you can you know get some self-care I mean at the end of the day take your shoes off and go walk around in some grass or some sand or even some like if they don't hurt you know the, the not sharp rocks um, I have a acupuncture mat that I sometimes lay on and it is really physically simulating but it is also a sensory um, self-care kind of mechanism um, and it's great for tension in your neck and shoulders but I want you to prioritize self-care it's not selfish I know you've heard this before but you can't really be the mother that you want to be to your children if you don't take care of yourself and I know that it's cliche to say that because at the same time you're going to be sacrificing something, the dishes can wait. The laundry can wait. The dirty toilets can wait. You know what I mean? Um, if it means that your kids, if they're a little bit older and they stay up an hour later because you guys all decided to do an hour of meditation together, like let that be part of their school. Teach them now. Teach your kids now that not to give so much of themselves away that they are running on empty because we we all know we do it and we don't want it for our kids we don't want that life we don't want our daughters doing it later we don't want our sons doing it later and if they're going to learn they're going to learn from mom and they're going to learn early to appreciate 
themselves. Okay. So if you have any questions about this, you guys, our email is in the description box. I really encourage you to go on and just become a member of the uh, Flamingo Flock. I do not have time to send you out spammy emails. I literally don't have time. So the only emails that you're going to get are invites to special events and when we post a new episode. So join us, be part of our cool, our little cool crew, and um, I will talk to you guys later. Peace.